Yes, indeed, and we are awaiting your phone calls or text messages for Andy Lindis asking your home improvement type of questions at 651-989-9226. That'll get you a phone call or a text message, whatever uh, you prefer. Good morning to you, Andy Lindis. Good morning, Denny. How are you? I'm doing quite well, thank you very much. Staying cool. I'm one of the fortunate ones that has AC. I think you are, too, but... Uh, Boy, folks that don't have it this weekend, in fact, this coming week, that's tough. And I think about your your crews, too. What what kind of precautions do you, as a, as a company, make uh, for, for your workers who have to do things like roofing or siding, especially roofing? You know, uh, any time you're working outside in the sun when it gets to be 98, thankfully uh, the humidity hasn't quite, and, uh, it's not, it could be a lot worse, put it that way. What, what, what's your humidity at, like at 45% right now? Yeah, so at least it's, a, it's, it's like a drier heat, but we, our safety meetings Monday morning, we'll all, we'll all be about heat stroke and watching your partners and what are the signs and how to stay hydrated. And, you know, we have signs uh, around the water or around the office about water intake and how to stay hydrated. And, and it, it's something that the, we've, we've seen a couple of close scares and close calls. But when you're up two stories and, and you start to lose your wits about you, it, it can get very scary very fast. So you got to trust your partners and the people you work with and you just got to be smart and slow down. Yeah, absolutely. That's a good advice for anybody when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I talk about those great, um, G, speaking of roofing, uh, GAF shingles that I haven't had on my house for, for years, thanks to Linda's. Uh, how does, and you and I talk about wintertime, you know, like when do we not do roofing when it's 80 below? Uh, what about the summertime? Does that affect shingles a lot? I mean, do you, do you have to kind of wait till it's not so hot? Or what's the deal with hot weather with uh, applying shingles? Oh, there, there definitely can get days where it's, it's, it's too warm to, to shingle safely or you risk damaging the shingles. You can scuff them a lot easier when it gets this warm. But fortunately, where we live, those days are far and few between. I know some of uh, some crews in in the southern part of the states. For two months of the year, they'll come work up north because it's just too warm to to install uh, there effectively. Or you're starting very early in the morning, like uh, first light, and you're done at two o'clock because that's about a, a, as long in the day you can go safely. There was a listener that sent. This was really came in really early this morning about. Um, why are the lumber costs so high? So maybe we could back up here and give us some history of, of why things. I've seen an ad. Somebody was selling uh, like on a wanted uh, want ad type of uh, uh, online, uh, like a piece of lumber for 50 bucks. Uh, <laughs> what's the deal with the whole lumber prices? Uh, you know, I, I think I want to say we've hit the ceiling. We're, we're, we're getting darn close. Now, if we have a, a big weather event or any type of storms that come through, that's why when I, when I was seeing this weather and seeing the humidity levels, I was, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that this isn't going to lead to severe weather. I know we have some rain in the forecast later on in the week, but uh, hopefully the hail stays away because the supply chain, I think, is finally starting to catch up, and we're just starting to see things get caught up. Lead times seem to be a little bit more stabilized. I think we've seen... Maybe the final, final price increases uh, as far as building materials go when, when it comes to lumber at least. But uh, there's, there's four or five things that, that factor into why, why pricing went where it did, Denny. And the number one thing being demand. Demand went through the roof. And when that happens, the supply chain felt a pinch and they started raising prices. And then we had some logistic issues. No one went to driving school last year. So there's been, even though there are some of these mills that have a 
bunch of materials, getting them to the places consumers can use them has been a difficult task. We slow production because of COVID, and we have some factories uh, in the building industry that just aren't quite getting up to where they need to yet. We, they haven't been able to fill their employment efforts, and the people are, the wages are raising, Denny. So I don't when, – when that happens – inevitably the products are going to cost more. So I don't know if it's going to be cheaper next year to buy home improvements or not. I, I, I hope lumber price is coming down, but I, I'm thinking things like uh, anything plastic, uh, countertops, uh, all of your plumbing materials, electric materials, uh, siding, roofing, decking, things of, things of that nature. I think that where the pricing is, I, I don't anticipate them coming down anytime soon, if ever. Not only the trades and, and what you're faced with as a company, but a lot of folks, uh, whatever business we're talking about, uh, a labor shortage. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, this is this is uh, this is a tough call for a lot of businesses. And maybe I know you don't have a crystal ball, but maybe one year from now, things are opening up now that maybe by next year, uh, things will have changed. Let's hope. Yeah, well, and Denny, um, Ginny and I were talking about this. Uh, for those who know, Ginny is uh, our behind-the-scenes person at WCCO for Lindis Construction. And uh, I remember before COVID hit, Denny, our number one problem uh, that it was facing our industry was finding employees. And Ginny was putting, uh, and the advertising team at CCO were putting together packages for employment radio. Well, then March 2020 happened, and that put a stop on everything. We're putting together packages for employment radio. Well, then March 2020 happened, and that put a stop on everything. Luckily, last year, we were able to have like 25 people throughout the year, and we've been able to add a few this year. But I know that we knew that this would come back up. Once the economy started going again, it would if if that's where we were in 2020, it makes sense. That's that's why we're here now. Wow, who would have guessed? Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. If you have a home improvement type of question, you want to call it in or text it in. That same number applies. Uh, speaking of which, a text. Uh, in fact, I know we talk about this in the winter time a lot. People always ask you about the uh, humidity levels in in uh, our homes during the winter mm-hmm. time. What about summertime? Remind me, Texter says, what should the humidity be in the house in the summer? Well, in the, in the summer, you can be a little bit more more flexible. What you're trying to do is keep the humidity down. The, why it's so important in the wintertime is because when that condensation happens, the frost happens, and there's a lot of things that are going on inside the wall. For me, I keep it at about 45%, and that means that my dehumidifier is going to have to kick on a couple of times a day. Does you know windows? I, I think about those great windows, some of which we have in our house. Uh, Season Guard in the Infinity by Marvin. D- does that make a huge difference as far as retaining? I'm thinking about this 98 degree weather, uh, retaining your, your AC, keeping your energy levels at a decent uh, level. I mean, that makes a big difference. Newer windows, especially those brands, right? Oh, for sure, Denny. And and you got to remember, so what happens in the wintertime with stack effect where it starts to pull the, 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 the cold air down your walls and into your house? Well, the exact opposite happens in the summertime. It starts to pull that cold air out of your house and into your walls. So 
if you don't have a properly insulated windows or properly installed windows or a properly air sealed anything, you could run into a lot of problems with your cooling costs in the summertime. So yeah, windows insulation goes just as far on helping you cool your home as it does heat your home in the wintertime. Okay. All right, tell you what, let's do this. Let's take a break and, again, invite our listeners to join in on the conversation. Any kind of a home improvement question, you can shoot it to us either by phone or by text. Here is that one number to remember, 651-989-9226. Well, last hour, let's see if they've changed anything. Last hour here in the Twin Cities, uh, it was 80 degrees. And have we had a change? Yes, 82 now. 82. Keep in mind, there's a heat advisory in effect for the Twin Cities, until 9 tomorrow night. 9 tomorrow night. The high predicted today. Now they've moved it up a notch to 99 or near it, 93 tomorrow. Right now, partly cloudy skies, 82 degrees. We'll be back with more home improvement talk here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show presented every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour by our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. Andy Lindus, again, helping you out this morning, either by phone or by text. And uh, we have both. Uh, I see one line is open if you want to chat with Andy, 651-989-9226, or use that number to send your uh, text question to Andy if that's easier for you. Let's uh, go back to the phones, Andy. I think Chuck is calling in from Bloomington this morning. Chuck, uh, Andy's listening. Yes, Andy. I was more of a pointer and some professional insight from you, if I could. I just had my roof redone under a hail damage claim. I was very thankful to the roofing company because they got the claim approved after the third time of trying. But then when we got to the nitty-gritty, they said they required the first payment amount from the insurance company plus the the deductible, which amounted to 89% of the total job. And I said... I'm not doing that. I'll pay for the shingles plus 10 or 20% for labor, but you haven't even swung a hammer yet. So we couldn't agree on anything less than 50%, so I ended up going to another company who was all too happy to do it for 15% down because, as I told them, if I don't pay you, you still have the back advantage of putting a mechanics lien in my house. But if you, if you take off for Timbuktu, I have no recourse. So tell me if I'm wrong or if that's a really important consumer advocacy point, Andy. Well, uh, you do have recourse with, with small claims court. and But again, trying to go after a contractor that doesn't have much is never an, an easy task. And we, we see this stuff all the time. I think uh, a third down, a third at start, and the balance upon completion is a fair way of doing things. Um, the problem with a lot of with a lot of contractors and where, where where people run into problems is how do how do you put this the, the nicest way? Sometimes they're robbing Peter to pay Paul. They're taking your down payment to pay the materials for their last job, and then they're getting the materials and hoping the back end's going to cover the materials. So they're, they're just playing a, a constant game. So cash flow is an issue, and that's why it's really important to pick your contractors wisely because. There's, imagine this, you give him all 89% and then he never shows up. Even if you do get your money back, it's going to take a year, maybe two years, <laughs> probably, to fight it in court. Uh, it's uh, anything more than a third down seems risky. Yeah. 
Thank you, Chuck. Interesting uh, question or comment, for sure. 651-989-9226. For any kind of a home improvement question for Andy Lindis. Jeffrey is calling in from uh, Rosemont this morning, I believe. Jeffrey, you're on CCO with Andy. Yeah. Andy, I was wondering, in this weather, I wondered if it was better to keep your blower on your air conditioning running steady or not. Yeah, if you don't have a lot of air moving throughout your house, having the fan run and trying to keep the constant air pressure or air the the same temperature isn't isn't a bad idea. I have some fans in my house. My my fan's going to run most of the day, but uh yeah, it's uh in this temperature and put it this way, it's easier for the air conditioner to keep up this way than having to be firing on all the time and, and playing catch up. And that's kind of the same way in the winter, right? Yeah, same thing. Yeah. How, how about it, ceiling fans? Uh, some folks think they help a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I, I always run my ceiling fans, Denny. Um, I, some people reverse them, and I, I do that in the wintertime more, more so. But uh, for, for me, on my, especially my high ceiling areas, it just seems like it's just an easier way to condition the room. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you, Jeffrey. 651-989-9226. If you have a uh, home improvement type of question, Andy Lindis will be with us for about another half hour or so. So uh, give us a call or uh, send us a text. Here's a text, Andy, that, that says, we need to take down a kitchen track lighting and put fixtures in. Uh, any hints? Do you think my handy husband can complete this project? <laughs> Uh, you know, if he's familiar with uh, with wiring and, and, and he's done some electrical work in the past, uh, possibly. Just uh, be safe, follow the directions, make sure you're taking all the power off uh, in those areas. But uh, getting rid of those track lights, I think, are is something that you're going to like. And, and, and nowadays, with uh, some of the LED lights that you're putting in and the closed-off can lights, they're a lot more energy efficient than they used to be and a little bit easier to install as well. Yeah, for sure. I'm just thinking when when you remove when when the husband here is removing the track lighting, what does it look like on the ceiling? I mean, is it just one hole there and other uh, you know screw uh, holes? No, maybe no. You can anticipate some uh, scraping and painting that's gonna gonna come in to, to replace that. More than likely, you're gonna be able to see exactly where the track was, and those holes are gonna have to be repaired, or the entire ceiling is gonna have to be repaired and repainted. Um, but like I said, like if you're putting up uh, the regular lights now, Denny, I mean, my, my, my can lights are, are disc lights now. They just, they're flat. They go tight against the ceiling. Mm-hmm. What a difference. Yeah. All right, Andy, hang on. We're going to take a break. We're going to look at that hot forecast uh, coming up here in uh, just a moment or two. And again, we have about another half hour of the show to go. But don't wait. If you have any kind of a home improvement question you want to ask Andy, you can do it by phone if you'd like to chat with him or send him a text. Same number, 651-989-9226. 82 degrees right now in the Twin Cities, heading for 98. That complete forecast coming up here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. 82. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. We are around thanks to Linda's Construction uh, every Saturday. In the 9 o'clock hour, if you have that kind of a question, by all means, don't wait. Call it in or text it in to Andy at, same number, by the way, 651-989-9226. Andy, here's a text that came in a bit ago. It says, can I drill a one-inch hole in my Span Creek garage floor? I want to add electric 
to the lower level garage. What do you think of that project? Uh, right off the top of my head, I don't see a big problem with it. If you can pick where you're going into one of the cores, so it's the thinnest to drill possible, but technically like the, I think there's some, you got to get an engineer to sign off on where the holes are going to be placed in most bancrete floors. So you might want to look into that, but drilling a one inch hole is pretty easily done in the spancrete, my understanding, but you, you might want to go back to the original plans and see where you're, where else you could put that electrical in. Speaking of flooring, I haven't talked to you about this, your, your man cave for quite some time. Now, when you had all that done, that, that built mm-hmm. and, and enjoying it, what kind of a floor? Do you have a, an epoxy type of floor in that? I can't remember. No, I cheaped out on that, Denny. I got to uh, just have the concrete board and we cut it, uh, I think, someday. I'll have uh, my good friends uh, come over and put uh, one of the polyurea floors in. But uh, as of now, my, my my wallet was screaming uncle already during the build <laughs> process. And I had to cut corners somewhere. And uh, although I, I'm really grateful, uh, it is a conditioned building. So it's, it's, a, it's a lovely 68 degrees in here. And I'm going to do indoor shed projects all day. I'm going to try to get out of any landscaping duties my wife has in mind. <laughs> I would I would agree with you there. Yeah, because you have uh, it's all insulated and very comfortable. So, so why not? All right. Yeah, uh, Denny, and yep. and this is one of the nice parts about spray foam. You know, I have an R60 in the ceiling of cellulose spray foam on the walls, but I literally have a hundred and forty dollar old window unit. It's probably costing me more money in electricity than than it should. I should get a new one. But I just have a little ceiling, a little fan up there by that by that window unit, and it's cooling. The entire shed, which is 54 by 98 uh, oh, to, 68, to 68 degrees. So it's just a one little unit, and, it, and it's keeping it very comfortable in here. Now, what kind of windows did you say uh, you experimented with? Uh, what, what did you put in there? I don't remember. Uh, no experimentals done on the shed. Uh, that, okay. that's, that, that's for the house and uh, the rest of the family, Denny. Dad uh, gets all infinity windows by Marvin in the shed, and that's, that's probably why the main reasons why it's so cool. Good stuff. Here, speaking of windows, here's a text, Andy. It says, why do my windows always have black mold, including the sliding glass door? Cleaning them even with bleach, it returns. What do you think? Uh, a couple things. Uh, your condensation rating on your windows obviously isn't very good. So warm air, cold air is hitting the glass, creating condensation. That water gets into the wood and mold starts to grow. Uh, you can do a couple of things. Try to lower the humidity level in your house. You can refinish all of the windows and put a couple coats of poly on the wood to try to protect it so it's harder for the moisture to actually get to the wood itself. But even when you do that, that that mold has a chance to return. It might be time to look into upgrading your windows, but at least start with a dehumidifier and get that in that 30 to 45%. I live a little bit on the high range in the summertime, Denny, at at that 45% range, but I uh, it's just how I like my house a little bit more comfortable, and I, I'm trying to have it run the least amount possible so I don't consume as much energy. Sure, I agree. Here's a listener that says, whoop, it jumped here. Hold on. Um, I'm planning to sell a home built in 1956. Is a bathroom exhaust fan required? There has never been one installed. What about that? No, no, I don't think if you go through a remodel or you pull a building permit, there might be some things that are required, but uh, to sell your home, you do not need to install a bath fan. 
Now, what kind of a project is that? Now, we, we had Linda's uh, to what I call Sandy's bathroom, uh, the main bathroom, uh, put a different, it was an existing fan, but you put in one of those really quiet Panasonic ones. Is it difficult if there's no, like in this case, uh, never has there been a, a bathroom fan in there. Is that a tough job for a Linda's crew to put in? No, depending on where we can exhaust it, it's usually a day job tops. And again, it's one of those jobs that's going to be under, you know, in that 1500 to $3,000 range, depending on how much demo work is going to go into it. But it's, it's people really appreciate it. There's different fans you can get it, uh, added to a bathroom too that add light, add heat. But more importantly, it just makes the air quality a little bit better in that room. And when you're talking about moisture control, Denny, it's really smart to run those fans every time you're running a shower. If humidity is a problem in your house, running those fans when, when you're running a bath or a shower makes a lot of sense. And that's why we put those timer switches on. So anytime we install them, because the, like you said, that Panasonic Whisper fan, you can't hear it. So people leave them on all the time. So put a timer switch on. It runs for you know five minutes to 60 minutes, and you're good to go. Now, is that, again, I, I probably have asked you this before, um, with that very quiet fan, is it still efficient? I mean, does it remove the uh, moisture? Yes, yes. It's it's a very efficient uh, bath fan. And uh, I believe if you look at the air movement uh, of all the fans, it's one of the higher rated ones. So it does a does a very good job. And the other thing is, too, Denny, those, there's maintenance on almost everything that you put in your home improvements, especially home improvements or products that have moving parts, like a fan. So once a year, I just I pull the cover off and I, I take my Milwaukee backpack back up there and Vacuum it all out. I got a uh, an attachment with some uh, brush uh, bristles on the end of the vacuum and gets in there, gets all the dust out. And if you notice it's starting to get a little bit noisy, it's probably time to get the vacuum into the fan. It's a good idea. Yeah, general maintenance. Here is a uh, text that says, My neighbor recently had a new roof installed. The roofer installed a roof vent along the peak, but also installed venting along all sides of the roof about three feet up from the gutters. What are your thoughts mm-hmm. on that venting versus under the eaves? Uh, and what does Lindis uh, do? Yeah, t- talk about the, the pluses and minuses about too many vents. Yeah, over the years, we've used a variety of different intakes. And what, what that is, Denny, is typically if there's not enough soffit area, and that's the overhang area of the house, not the, the, the fascia is what the gutter's attached to, Underneath that is the soffit, and that's your air intake to your attic space typically. A lot of the homes built, especially those story-and-a-half homes, only have like a six-inch space, or some of these mansard roofs don't have enough space to put the intake in there, so you got to go up on the roof and put the intake. And then you put the ridge vent up at the top, so it, it can work really effectively. And in, in lieu of being able to add soffit fa- uh, venting, this is the next best thing. So we, we do it on a regular basis, but only when we need to because the soffit doesn't allow us to vent it. Because there are some risks on, on the way. One, I don't think it looks the best at the eaves. Two, uh, anytime you're adding a vent or a perforation to the roof, that's a weak spot in the roof. So anytime you can avoid that, we do. What, what is the best method of, uh, of, of venting uh, an attic of a roof that you found? Well, it, on a home that, like uh, the texture here is describing, that might be the best way to vent that roof okay. because you can't put any intake in the soffit. So mm-hmm. in a perfect world, you have enough soffit intake 
or lower intake and enough roof vents that you're getting a 60-40 push to pull. So you're actually pulling all the air into the, into the attic, which is going to push the warm air out the fastest. Are people still asking, like we did years, several years ago, uh, to uh, when they get uh, new shingles, uh, new roofing uh, on skylights or uh, those uh, sun tunnels? Are they asking for those? All the time. Um, really? I, I, I just got a review yesterday. The roofing crew was out, and they loved everything. But the, what do you think the the number one product was what they were raving about? Oh, the, it was the sun tunnels. The, na- the amount mm. of natural light that those bring into people's homes is always their favorite thing, Denny. I hear about that product from more customers that it's the best thing they've ever done to their house. And, and you know, the, the amount of natural light that those can bring into your home, it, it makes a big difference and really can brighten up an area. I always caution uh, customers, though, to get ready to paint some walls because every nick and flaw is going to show up with that natural light. <laughs> it's so true. I was in Sandy put in a new uh, a new mirror in her what I call her bathroom and 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 also in that room the Linda's put in one of those sun tunnels and my my goodness let me put get my sunglasses I mean <laughs> I did not have the light switch on I thought wow that really makes a big difference like you said it's natural life uh, light but it it is uh, it is amplified and it's really something but you're you're right yeah yeah, you'll be uh, you'll be moving on to other projects for sure after that. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of moving on, we have to move to a break, Andy. But let's invite our listeners to join in before you take your leave today. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, don't wait. We'd be glad to help you out. Maybe you're starting a new project or thinking about it, or in the midst of one. Uh, call Andy or send Andy a text. Same number six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Let's see the current temperature reading here in the Twin Cities. Uh, is 82. Just a reminder that we are in the midst of a heat advisory until 9 o'clock tomorrow night. And I mentioned this a couple of times this morning. If you know someone, friend, relative, neighbor, who may not have air conditioning, maybe you can help them out uh, today, this week, because it's going to be in the 90s, but especially this weekend with the 99, the high predicted today. Check it out. 651-989-9226. That's our number. We'll be back in a moment. On News Talk 830, this is WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to our Home Improvement Show. We're around every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour, thanks to our friends at Lindus Construction, L-I-N-D-U-S. I I haven't mentioned it, but you want to get in touch with those good folks, call at that number we've given you for years, 1-800-LEAFGUARD, and uh, they'll help you out. Uh, Our number is 651-989-9226 for either your text message or phone call for uh, Andy Lindus. And, Andy, we do have a caller on the line, been waiting, Diane in Maple Grove. Uh, Diane, good morning. What is your question for Andy? Hi. Thanks for taking my call, and I appreciate all your help. Thanks, Dan. The reason I'm calling, yeah. So I, um, I have a 1980 model house, and when we built the house and uh, put in the bathroom downstairs, mm-hmm. we, did it, we did it, and we built the, the basement around, we finished the basement after we did the bathroom so anyways i have this uh jacuzzi tub in there that my neighbor put a box around a plywood box around and then built tile around it and then he did glass box blocks from you know the the bottom of the tub up to the ceiling to make it a shower slash bath combo 
but the jacuzzi is from 1980. I can't get parts anymore. Uh, the bathroom, if I mean, I would have to like cut apart the tub to get it out and put in a new one. Mm-hmm. And I got an estimate for like twenty thousand dollars, which is out of my price range. So I'm trying to figure out a solution to the problem. You know, um, there's coatings and things that you can do to for aesthetically to make those tubs look better, but it's the guts that you can't get anymore, and the parts that you can't get anymore that is going to be the problem. And the demo work to remove that is going to be a chore. And it's not going to be cheap to put something in. And, 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 and to be honest, yeah, uh, it sounds like a, almost a complete remodel. And the, the, that price seems about right. When you're describing what, what, uh, what it was, my initial thought was to get an estimate uh, on, on, re, on doing what whatever contractor you had come out did there. And, and that, that $20,000 price tag seems to be in the ballpark. I, I don't know what else to tell you outside of if you can't get parts for that tub. It's a, the old 80s tub. Uh, you're not the only one that has a jacuzzi tub like that that doesn't work anymore. We, we run into them all the time. These these tubs were installed in the 80s and 90s in a lot of houses, and they just never got used. So we're, we're, we're tearing a lot of those out, putting in walk-through showers, steam showers, um, doing a lot of things like that in bathrooms. So those, those jacuzzi tubs aren't asked for a lot anymore. I believe it. Thank you, Diane. Good luck with that. A uh, listener wants to know what uh, radon mitigation system you would recommend. I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah, you know, um, I always defer to the good folks at safebasements.com, uh, Jesse Treble and his folks, which in this market do radon mitigation. I know we had a text earlier asking about uh, the Indiana safe basements, Denny. And I texted uh, Jesse a minute ago, and not every safe basements. Uh, that's kind of the cool part, Denny. We have hmm. the, the the safe basements guy in our backyard, and yeah. people around the country have opened up uh, like locations from him to buy his his materials from him that are all made right here in Minnesota. So it's a nice resource for us to have here. And Jesse in the Minnesota market does radon mitigation. The Indiana one does not. A&M Safe Basements is the one in Indiana. If you call them, they'll recommend somebody that does radon mitigation for you. Excellent. Good. Thanks for covering that. I think we have time for one more call before we close it out. Mark is calling in from Rosemont this morning. Mark, you're on with Andy. Yeah, uh, great show. Uh, Thanks for uh, listening to us. I've got uh, my son's buying a home. It's got a full walkout, uh, so there's a full story drop from the front yard to the back. It's got vinyl siding, 15 years old. Uh, below the vinyl siding is uh, some kind of a board with some kind of stucco type uh, uh, preparation mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bottom of that seems to be uh, going bad, and so I can see a little insulation near the ground. And I'm trying to figure out, you know, are we ripping out all that uh, below the vinyl siding, uh, kind of board, whatever it is, or is there something that, uh, uh, you know, I could fill in that uh, gap uh, uh, near the ground there? Uh, the problem with those boards, it's a, it's a piece of foam that was used as groundbreaker to try to insulate the entire foundation. A lot of times what we do is we bury that foam. So we're going to go three feet down, three feet out with the foam, and then we're going to install a fiberglass groundbreaker over the top of that. It's just going to be a little bit more durable. It's not as quite aesthetically pleasing as the stucco coated boards look right at the beginning, but after five years and one weed whip or rock hits that stucco stuff, it really starts to fall apart, even rain 
if rain isn't guttered right and it's landing next to the house, that'll start to tear down that stucco and wear on the bottom edges. It's just not a good look. So there's some ground, look up Groundbreaker, and you might have the opportunity to install it directly over the top of what you have. Okay. We have a couple of minutes to go on the show, Andy. Here's a text that says, Deck has rotting on ends of some decking boards. Is it worthwhile cutting off the rot, patching in short boards, or replacing all the decking? Deck's about 20 years old. What do you think? You, you know, if uh, if it's just going to be something temporary and you're trying to make it safe and get through the season, there's there's no reason why you can't patch it in. It's just aesthetically it's not going to look the same. Replacing entire boards even, it won't, won't look the same unless you're going to go through, replace all the boards that are rotten, sand the entire thing, and then restain. You might actually have a good uniform look then. I, I've seen some people have good luck that way. All right, let's do another quick one. How to address water leak around windows. I have three separate windows that have a step down on each one. Don't know where the leak is. Drips water indoors on the rim near the top of the windows. That is at the bottom of the three stair-stepped windows. Uh, you have a quick answer for that one. Um, assuming stair-stepped, he means double-hung windows. So it might be the meeting rail where condensation and air is coming through. Make sure they're locked. It could be just a weak glass. Uh, so you got condensation that's happening there. Or on the outside of the window along the top edge, make sure things are sealed. Make sure that the, the brick mold is done the right way, that the caulking isn't cracked. Because if water is leaking in there, you might be causing hundreds, even thousands of dollars worth of damage. How about another quick one here? And then I think we've got it covered. Uh, just wondering if you've covered this yet. How do you get the most uh, cool air to the third floor? Shutting some vents? What do you think? Yeah, if that's the where you want to get the cold air, not letting it go to the other rooms is going to make it easier. You might want to take a look at your ventilation and insulation in the attic because, believe it or not, that can make a big difference in your cooling costs. We redid a roof the other day, Denny. We put our metal roof on, which does a really good job of keeping houses cool because of its high reflectivity. But that, that homeowner swears it's 25 degrees cooler in their upstairs than it was with their old asphalt roof. Granted, we did a lot with ventilation and insulation, too, but it can make a big difference. We've got to run, Andy. I urge our listeners to uh, call Lindis at 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Ask about that 50% off installation labor on a variety of things like we talked about earlier this morning. Let's do this again next week, Andy, and uh, hope you stay cool, you and all your crews. You as well, Denny. Thank you. Thank you very much. Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. Yeah, give him a call. 1-800-LEAFGUARD, whether it be roofing, siding, whatever the case. Maybe new windows like we talked about. Sunny and hot here in the Twin Cities today. We could hit near 99 degrees in the Twin Cities. 93 will be the high tomorrow. Probably 90s, the low 90s the rest of the week. Partly cloudy now. CCO temp at 82.